0: You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to Garibaldi Red. It's another point on the board for Nottingham Forest after they drew 1-1 at Everton in the Premier League on Saturday, thanks to Brennan Johnson's late goal, which was then cancelled out, unfortunately, by Damari Gray's goal for the hosts. So we're going to talk all about that, reflect on a few talking points from the game and a bit of transfer chat, no doubt, and look ahead to Forrest's uh, Carabao Cup game against Grimsby. First of all, in the company of former Reds midfielder Lewis McGugan. Lewis, good morning. How are you? Well, no, no,
1: I'm not. Uh, It's been a bit of a bad start with uh, testing positive for COVID this morning. But apart from that, uh, there's all smiles, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, a bit of a nightmare for you, but hopefully you don't get it too bad and you're back uh, up and running again quickly. Uh, Second guest today is Reds fan Mikey Clark. Mikey, good morning. You well?
2: Morning. Yep, I'm absolutely great. I'm um, buzzing Lewis McGugan's on the show. Wow, I used to love watching Lewis play back in the day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm great. Thank you.
0: Good, good. Well, we all love watching Lewis play back in the day and uh, we'll catch up on his thoughts on this game. We'll start with you, though, Mikey, because you watched it in full. Me and Lewis have seen the highlights um, and uh, watched Match of the Day and a few other bits and bobs, but you watched it all the way through, Mikey. What are your emotions coming out of the game?
2: Uh, yeah, in general, pleased. I think um, we started a bit nervous again. I thought sort of first ten minutes it was a little bit backs to the wall, a bit deeper than I would have liked. But I think we just grew into the game a bit like uh, a bit like the other week. As uh, the sort of first half wore on, um, I actually thought we were the better team. I thought we created pretty much the better chances. Uh, I liked the link-up play between the forward lads, especially. Um, I thought mangala in midfield was excellent for the time that he was on the pitch and i went into half time thinking we're doing all right do you know what and you know in general we're, we're a really pretty solid second half team and i thought we're going to at least get a point and then as the second half sort of wore on i could only see us winning it i'll be honest with you you know they they obviously had a few chances a few scrambles they tend to push late on in games i think if you look at what they did back end of last season They tend to sort of try and throw the kitchen sink probably because they're chasing games. So I expected the end of the game, the last quarter of the game, to be quite fraught, if I was honest. Um, But when Brennan gets that goal, I I thought that was it. I couldn't see them coming back. Um, I think they had one chance a couple of minutes straight after that. Big scramble. I'm sure everybody saw it. And when we get away with that, you're thinking it's going to be another 1-0 like when Pierre van Oldham scored back in the day in, in 99, I think it was. I thought we are going to do, do another 1-0 here. But unfortunately, we switched off a little bit. They get the equaliser. And then, to be honest, we were holding on a little bit towards the end. But on reflection, you can't grumble with an away point in the Premier League. It's really difficult to win games at, at any level away from home, especially in the Premier League. So I would have taken a point before the game, um, the way the game panned out. I was a little bit disappointed um, that, you know, you're leading so late in the game and you just can't hold on. But at the end of the day, do you know what? If we play like that away from home throughout the season, we'll be absolutely fine because we'll score goals. I thought the guys from the bench really made a big difference. I'm sure we'll talk about that going forward. But all in all, Matt, I I was content, I was pleased and I saw far more positives than I did negatives in that performance.
0: Do you agree with that kind of sentiment, Lewis, about any point away in the Premier League is a good point?
1: Yeah, massively. Uh, I think, like I was saying, in most leagues, you when you go away from home, uh, the biggest thing is, is is to try and take something and, and, you, and you start with a point. And if, worst case scenario, you leave with a point, you're, you're uh, happy days. Uh, and, I, and I think, especially so early in the season, the timing of of the of the Forest goal, you kind of then hope you can go on and, and hold out. But at the start of the game, if you probably uh, asked to take a point, you probably would have took it.
0: What's your take on the Forest goal then, Lewis, from a player's point of view, and now we'll see your coaching. What
1: what went wrong the the goal Forest conceded? Uh, I think I think they will be really disappointed. And the biggest thing it was just that one straight ball, uh, and when you Play in any game, but when you play at the top level, if 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 the teams kind of draw you open and open you up and score good goals, then sometimes you just got your hands up. I think it's I think it was the nature of the goal uh, with it just being one one straight ball from the keeper uh, for Damaru Gray to be running through like that. I just like I said, the, the lads won't be happy with that.
0: Uh, after the game, Mikey, a lot of the chat. It seems to really focus on Joe Worrell, interestingly. So I wrote a piece on sort of recognising that he has struggled a bit, but also defending him, saying it's only three games gone. What's your stance on the the kind of critique of Worrell after these games?
2: Yeah, I, I have a very um specific opinion. I'm not, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'll tell you what I think. So I think Joe, like a lot of our players, is used not used to this level of football. So, you know... Most of our back five: Toffolo, McKenna, O'Brien, Ryan Yates, Brennan Johnson. All the rest of them have never played at this level. So I think it's it's unrealistic and it's all, and it's unfair as well to expect everybody to make that jump, not make mistakes in those few weeks, you know, few first weeks, first months of the season, and be really sort of you know specific on on one or two individuals that are making mistakes. It's dead easy to pinpoint and say, do you know what? He lacks a little bit of pace for Joe Warrell, or his is out or he's not getting stuck in or he's not running the hard yards. And if that's the case, I'm sure that throughout the season, the guys will get used to the level, they'll improve, and those, um, I guess, deficiencies that can be worked on will be worked on. Now, Joe's never been the quickest, right? <laughs> so he's, he's probably... I guess if you say that mistake was maybe a little bit of Joe's, a little bit of Nico, somebody letting him run between the two, Damari Grain, and obviously it was a great finish. Um, I think Joe probably makes that mistake five or six times last season, but probably gets away with it five or six times. But we're now at a level where any small mistake, nine times out of 10 is going to be punished. So I'd rather go down the route of saying, look, these players have got us to where we are now and deserve the chance and deserve the support of all of us as they try and step up their own personal games. I don't think it's helpful at all, um, saying after three games, you know, he's not good enough or or he's got to go, or we need to buy another player. We bought 16 by the way, you know, we need to buy a 17th or an 18th. I just don't think it's, I think these guys need our support. If a few months down the season, if it gets to the second of the season, we're still seeing similar mistakes or people being exposed or it's obvious that certain so people can't step up the level, I'm sure the management team in High at like Forest will make those decisions. But it's been three games and we've let in three goals. That's the same as Man City, um, the same as uh, Spurs, I think, less than Chelsea. You know, we've played six halves of football and clean sheets in four of them. So we're obviously doing something right. And I just think it's, I'm not on social media, but I did see some of the views. And I'm not saying people don't have a point about certain individuals and stuff they perhaps can't do as well as others. But this is not the time, I don't think, to be chastising people and pinpointing, certainly the the club captain, and saying he's not quite out for this level. Because first off, I don't personally agree with it. And secondly, let's all be positive and focus on the fact that You know, we're doing really well. (laughs) We're in the top half of the table. These players will get better just as they got better throughout last season once they get customised to the level. And like I said, if there is a decision to be made later in the window, sorry, later in the season about certain players, I'm sure it will be made. But now is definitely not the time. So I'm very firm in that and Lewis in the camp of let's support all our players Given the backing that they deserve, because it's like anything in life. If you get a promotion at work, it's going to take you time to find your feet and get to that level. So I, that's kind of where I am. I don't know whether you, you agree with that, Lewis.
1: Uh, I, I think the the thing is, it's it's just typical kind of the football and the the industry and the kind of little bubble it is. It's we just seem to write off players overnight and be so quick to do it. And everyone in that team last year coming up it's a new, it's a new challenge uh, and is going to bring new things to try and work out. And that's part of also the coaching staff, along with the manager. So it's kind of everyone's also learning on the job and that's what has to happen, especially early on. And sometimes you and in games, you'll have to make mistakes. And get punished to learn and that's the whole part of of kind of learning on the job that that's just the reality but in in terms of the 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 negative uh towards joe i i i think it's it's just unreal to even start that so soon and if you look at the players that uh he's coming up against well if you look from yesterday you've seen what kind of damage they can cause in, in, in other games and against, against top teams. So I think it's that as a, as a formation that Steve Cooper likes to play, that is an area that can get, that can get targeted, and that's just in reality. Uh, and as Mikey pointed out uh, prior, sometimes in the championship or in other leagues, you, you, you the probably the same things happen but you don't get punished for it. So normally you just kind of forget about it. You forget what has actually happened, but in the premiership you will get punished for it, or you will sometimes, uh, be in trouble. So I think it's the biggest thing is just kind of relax, enjoy the ride. Don't be too quick to kind of start the negative, uh, kind of inputs from, from the outside. Uh, and just be going into every game really positive because I think it's just a positive environment, a positive culture throughout the the team, the club, the fan base, and I think we shouldn't do anything to kind of derail that, especially this early on.
0: Mm, yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, like you say, Nico Williams gets very high at the pitch, and good teams are going to exploit that. I think the one thing Joe's done in away games is pick up these early bookings, and if he can avoid that, just take the pressure off himself a little bit. But I certainly back him to step up. Another defensive blow, Mikey, is Nia Cate being out for, for two months now. Forest have got a severe lack of pace at the back suddenly. They, they want to buy Willy Bolly from Wolves. We've discussed signing someone else. <laughs> Are you a bit concerned about the defence or do we have plenty of faith in the, the three lads that got us promoted last season?
2: Yeah, no, I'm not concerned. It is what it is. You know, Steve Cook, uh, Joe or Scott McKenna aren't the quickest. They never have been the quickest. I think realistically, a lot of the games we play in the Premier League, we're going to be maybe 10, 15 yards deeper than we'd like to be. And you made a good point, Matt, around your wing backs getting up and they're almost our ball quite a lot of the time. So I'm not overly worried. Those three at the back, those three centre backs were brilliant last season, almost other than sort of Brennan and a great team ethic. They were the reason I think we got up especially when we scored that goal against Huddersfield, they weren't going to get back into it because those three were absolute warriors. So not concerned at all. It's not as if we're throwing two or three new players uh, into that back three and saying, go on then, gel. Again, you know, in the best league in the world, these three are used to playing with each other. Um, they will defend a little bit deeper and that's fine. I think Nierkate, uh, I really like him. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. He, he glides across the pitch. And I was thinking as well for the uh, for the Everton goal, could he have got back? Because he is really really quick, and maybe he could. Um, but we don't have him, and I don't know how long he's out injured for. But I think it's his hamstring, isn't it, Matt? That he yeah he yeah a couple of months yeah unfortunately. Months. So um, would I look to strengthen that back three? Maybe, but I, w- I certainly wouldn't think it's it's something we need to do like absolutely fundamentally before the next game because i, I do think those three are coming and do a great job and you have to look at who we've got in the next couple of weeks we're gonna do a lot of defending <laughs> yeah. so maybe not the right time to throw somebody new in anyway um and i'm not sure willy bolly is the quickest either so i'm not sure if we want a quick play we go for him but you know i've got full trust in steve cooper and the recruitment team and if we feel that we need strength strengthen we will but let's be honest, Cook, Warren and McKenna, like I said, were fantastic last season, and they deserve the opportunity, and they deserve a the chance. And you know, I've got full confidence in them personally.
0: Do you have to have pace at the back in the Premier League? I suppose, uh, Lewis, because you can get away with it in the Championship. Can you get away with it in the Premier League? having I mean, three slow defenders or not?
1: Uh, it's it is as you can see, it is the quickest, quickest league in the in the world, and and especially nowadays in the the players, the, that such top supreme athletes that it, it it does help. It does help. But what sometimes people don't realise is that, like Mike said, is that the especially in terms of uh, Steve Cook and Joe Roll, in terms of their pace, it's never been a, a big attribute for them. So they've played all, the, all their career with that. So when sometimes you don't have something, you learn to, to, to then be better in other areas uh, and we also f- forgetting obviously i know steve cook is is a couple of years down the line but for the last four or five years prices he played in the premier league with Bournemouth, so mm. he's very very uh comfortable to play in that league he's done it before and he's also more experienced understands the little where we may be lacking in pace the little kind of uh, where you can be better in your head and just a bit of uh head start on other players he will have learnt that uh, learned them tricks o- over that period so i think if if neakart if he's out for uh, uh extended period of time probably it's something that they are going to look at uh just to just to rather be safe uh but i think they they free that's that's in there i think they're more than capable of of uh, playing in the premier league that's for sure
0: Let's talk about the positives from the game in more detail. Then we'll start with Forrest's goal, just breaking it down. Lewis, what did you make of it? A very cool finish from Brennan and good builder.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was as a good goal. I think uh, Yates yeah, did really well to make the yard, uh, and I think he had a from 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 the highlights and the stuff that I've been able to see. He seemed like he he made a really positive impact. Uh, so he he made that space, good strike, and I like I said, the biggest thing is always to try and get it on target because you just never know. And 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 Pickford kind of really probably should have done better, but it's still there that calmness, and uh, is, he he looks like in front of goal definitely is is carried on from last year, and it was a, it was a great finish.
0: Is that I've asked a few players this: is that a natural thing? Do you think being able to finish like that? I don't know if you were that good when the ball fell to you ten yards out or not.
1: I, 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 you can, you can always, all through my career and the players that I played with, especially these strikers, uh, you, you can, you can always improve every day. You can always learn, but sometimes you play with some players and they just have, and that I always like Ernie, Earnshaw er, 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 was that, just in that eighteen yard box, anything what come, you just he, he was just natural. He had that natural ability to just to find them corners.
0: I'm looking looking a bit more at Brennan, Mikey. Another player who's sort of in the spotlight. I mean, he could be sat on two goals now if he's you know didn't stretch his arm out as much against West Ham or whatever it was. He's, I think he's made an encouraging start, hasn't he? Yep, uh,
2: very much so. Uh, I think um, he, I think he was always going to. I think he's the. I think we've said it on this this podcast before. He's he's the one for me with the highest ceiling. He can go and do whatever he wants. In the game I genuinely think he's that good you know he he ripped up league one um championship he was brilliant Premier League he started he, just the way the, the coolness of that finish you know you wouldn't have wanted it to drop to anybody else and when when it did drop it, it, there was only going to be one outcome so I just think he'll get better and better I think he is one that you can pretty much play him anywhere as long as he's facing the goal. So you could maybe play him up top on a, a system where we're rapidly counterattacking through through the sort of transition. You could play him out wide and cutting in. You could play him up front as a two. You could play him in a three wide cutting in, cutting it. He, he can do anything. I, I genuinely think he's that good. So he he will be sought after in January. I have absolutely no doubt about that because all the best players from all the teams are, and if he is, then good because that shows that we're doing something right. And he's scoring goals and he's adapting to the level and again it's the players around him as well so the more quality players and the more players that can make that step up that we spoke about and the quicker they can make that step up the better brendan's going to look because he'll get more chances and he'll get more uh, opportunities and, and possession and he will, will naturally be able to uh, assert his influencing his creativity onto onto a football game you know when his dad comes on here and says that uh cooper says go out and don't be boring i'm hoping they're saying the same thing to him now even though we're in the premier league just go and express yourself don't be boring we've got we've got people in the field that do the hard yards and the tackling stay up front because when that ball breaks to you in the box like it did at everton you're the guy to put it away and get us a point so we've got a couple of tough games coming up and if we get one or two chances during either of those games, I know I want them to fall to. Give it that way. Mm.
0: Let me ask you about a couple of midfield players then, Lewis. Obviously, you're perfectly placed a comment on them. Yatesy stepping up from the Championship. Uh, again, a kind of a question, can he do it? Encouraging signs at, at Everton. I mean, how hard is that step up for a midfielder from the Championship football
1: to, to Premier League football, do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the the biggest thing in terms of any step up to any league, it's technically at times the players are a lot better, but it's, it, it's more the off the ball. Uh, it's more the thinking stuff through the head. It, it, it's the being, it's the athletic side of, of the game. Uh, everyone, there's no kind of weak link in any team. Sometimes you're playing the championship even now, and you may be target or you may be think is. That player is really good, but maybe his legs aren't the same as what it was before. Whereas the Premier League, everybody is in uh, top condition. But I think that helps him because I think that's his game anyway. Is 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 that side of uh, that 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 side of it. So I think, in terms of coming on and, and coming into the game, I think his just his willingness and his attitude will will carry him a long way.
0: I haven't seen Froyle yet, but obviously Mangala's come in and look really good. Lewis O'Brien's come in looked really good. There was a point in pre-season where I thought the midfield was our weak point. Does it look strong enough to you now, Lewis?
1: Yeah, I think I think O'Brien started really well. In a, in a similar, just in, in my example in terms of about Yates, it's like O'Brien's uh, good on the ball and he's good technically, but a major part of his game is 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 that kind of. Energy and engine to be up and down the pitch and to really be that kind of driving force. And if you look at the contribution and the impact that he's had already early on, you can you can you can see how their attributes uh, really help you. So I think I think he he'll be fine. I think looking at Mangala, he's looked really strong, and I think you kind of always need that, especially uh, in the Premier League. You need that kind of enforcer. Maybe. Sometimes uh, in the crowd, he goes a bit unnoticed. His work goes a bit unnoticed. You look at Kante, he's the same. Uh, to most people's eye, you won't really notice him, and you won't really understand what he does. But in terms of the football club and the players, they'll understand that the job that he does does for the team. So uh, I think he will be that type. Uh, and I, so, so I think I think they'll I think they'll be okay. Uh, I know that they've got a few like Kiarte and a few to come in. I think the biggest thing. Uh, he's just finding the balance, really. He's just going to find that balance on the whole squad, but also the midfield, because at this point in time, you've got a lot of, few people on the outside, but in terms of two that's playing now, there's a, they don't look at it, there's any way of them coming out of the team.
0: Yeah, I think they look really good. And one um, part of that balance, I think, is, like I said in the piece I wrote, about covering that space that, you know, exploited in Yates and Garner did that last season, so maybe that's something that, us will adapt to in away games and he might not be quite so exposed. Uh, thanks to all the people who are commenting in the comments section. A lot of love for Lewis and uh, that free kick, which I'm sure you get everywhere you go, but people are uh, glad you're with us. Let's talk about... Um, people want to talk about Gibbs White as well, his uh, debut off the bench. He looked really strong. We saw that highlight on Match of the Day, Mikey, where he went through two players. That's encouraging, isn't it, seeing him coming in with freedom and confidence?
2: Yeah, really good. My, when I watched it, my... Uh wife said oh that's filth when he did that which i think is, is, is a i don't want to hear those
0: comments from your wife. <laughs> <Carry> on. <laughs>
2: um i think a lot of people would have said something very similar um but he's, he's clearly got uh maybe something to prove but when he came on he looked great just same as yates did and can i just go back slightly you know that froiler which i still can't pronounce his name properly every person i speak to especially the ones that watch him in training and I can't swear on this podcast, but they say he's, he's the dog, as in he is a proper footballer. So I'm really excited to see what he can do when he gets in the team. Um, and I think some of the few people put that in the comments as well. So, but obviously going back to uh, to uh, what we're speaking about. Fitzroy. Yeah, it's right. It was, you, you know, what's really interesting for me is I, I'm not sure you pay that amount of money. And he was obviously one of Steve, Steve Cooper's primary targets if not the primary target he's now at the club he's not going to sit on the bench so the question is where does he fit in to that system um i've had to think about it i i i reckon away from home he might go how we ended up at everton which is gibbs White. Well, i don't know what i'm doing with the pen gibbs White, bingard <laughs> and johnson sort of rotating in the three maybe even a false line so to speak when we've not got the ball but very fluid, very quick, very exciting on the transition. I think that's what we might go away from home. I think at, at home where we probably will get 10, 20% more possession and be maybe 10, 20 yards further up the pitch. Um I'm still not sure. But I think what he might do is maybe push Lingard out wide. Who knows? But what's really exciting is these are great options and decisions for Cooper to have. You know Four or five weeks ago, Matt, when we were on here, we were talking about the fact that the bench looked really weak and we couldn't change a game. And we only had one or two options up front and one of them has never played in the Premier League before. Now we've got three or four or five and we're debating, you know, what formation they're going to play. How can you fit them all in the team? You know, these are great conversations to have. And I'm sure Cooper is absolutely overjoyed at the fact that he's got his his primary target in and he looked like when he came on he looked he looked really good as did yates i have to say and you can tell he's done um a bit of work pre-season looks a bit bigger a bit stronger arriving in the box late as well so many options and it's it all bodes for um some real positivity i know we've got a couple of tough games coming up but let's just go for it let's just attack and see see what happens and we've got the squad depth now to to change a football game which is you know Mightily uh, impressive and positive.
0: What's your take on Gibbs White, the player, Lewis? Before I ask you about the fee,
1: I think I think he's uh, I think he's the difference. Uh, mm. What I've seen of him at Sheffield United last year, and sometimes players they just have something different. And for me, he's he's that player that you go and watch, and you think, yeah, he he's the difference. That's that. that, That's my. Is a player that kind of also. I I like to think that I used to play like it's. He's that little bit of a bit of a bit of a maverick. Bit like I said, he's got the number ten. He's in that role, and I think he's he's the difference now. And I think it just gives it. It it will give the changing room a massive boost. Also, the the boys that was there last year. You you when you play, you realise when you play against players. And they're, they're a different level. And I think even if you just look at the playoff games, especially the second leg, uh, some of the stuff that he did, the the likes of Warrell Yates, when he comes in now, they will think, yeah, this is this is a very good signing. This is someone that we would want on our side, definitely.
0: Uh, hello to uh, Harry, who's in Japan. That's interesting. Good to have him here. And Maurizio, who's in Italy. Uh, good to have an international audience. What about the fee, Lewis? Does it put a... Psychological pressure on him at all. Do you think it's very inflated in a sense because he's not played a huge amount of Premier League games, so people are going to be looking at him who haven't seen that much of him thinking, How are you paying that much for a player? Does that put an onus on him? Do you think? Uh
1: it's just football now. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the the industry that it is. Uh an English player is is there's a premium that you have to play uh, have to pay. And I honestly think the the fee, I don't think it'll be Bother him in the slightest. I just think he's that. I don't know him as a, as, as as a person, but just from the outside, and being in the game for as long as I was, I just think that he's the kind of player that will just thrive off it, and it will actually help him. And I think he'll actually use it as as a as a motivation uh, than a, than a hindrance. That's for sure.
0: Let's talk about the next few games coming up then before we, we go. Um, just a quick word on on grimsby away mikey sweeping changes anyone you really want to see kids dennis Freuler. who what kind of players we need to play in this game hopefully
2: yeah i mean we, we were talking about this before we, we came on air weren't we, that i think there are some that uh and i can't think of a better way to say this but need minutes you, you, you guys don't want me so there are some that we want to get out on the football pitch to get familiar with the way that we play some people that have never put on that red shirt before so I'm talking about the new lads in midfield even Bianconi at the back Dennis obviously was on the bench on uh Saturday but didn't get on um I wouldn't mind seeing a few of our younger lads certainly the ones that featured in pre-season uh make the the squad being in the first 11 or on the bench so looking at Hammond was one and uh, is it Donnelly the other, the other lad as well so yeah maybe those two um it's a great opportunity for us, like I said, to get a few of those those players some minutes. Even somebody like Ryan Yates, who's, who's making his way back from uh, to, to full fitness, maybe put him out as well. Uh, it's interesting because when we're in the championship, and and uh, you know what I mean by this, Matt, I never want to take the cup slightly or say do eleven changes because it's all about the league. But now we're in the Premier League. <laughs> there is a part of me that says not that it's not important because it is but if we put out say a morgan gibbs white or jesse lingard or brennan johnson and he and he gets injured should we have then perhaps even the lads that are trying to push into that first 11 go? and it's a balancing in that to understand that because you need to respect the competition and i don't want to be hypocritical because i've never thought this way before and i know matt you're in a similar sort of thought process but i think the way i'd go is Look at the lads that need minutes, and there's quite a few of them. Embed the new signings and put a few kids on, um, and then rest the others. And I just have to be honest with that opinion.
0: What do you think about that, Lewis? The kind of Premier League mentality of you know, of course, need saying the Premier League first and foremost. Would you be risking senior players in this one or not? I think
1: I think he has to. I think he had with the amount of signings that uh, the club have made you know, the 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 calibre of some of the signings, they're all not going to play come the weekend. So, and this is kind of back to my original point about it's me kind of going into the other side now and understanding it's a a very tough job that Steve Cooper's got because it's bringing players in and having numbers, but it's also bringing in real quality. Now, a lot of these players that have signed, they've all signed expecting to play. Uh, we talked about the midfielder earlier from uh, Atlanta. He was playing Champions League last year, so he's not going to come here to not play, maybe sit on the bench, and 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 that's the that's the going to be the biggest kind of obstacle to get right. Because right now at this early stage, I think there's such an upbeat around the place, and the new lads they're coming in, kind of every other week and the drip feeding in. So at this point in time, you have that kind of bedding in period where everything kind of just is a bit of a revolving door. There's going to be some leaving. And so once the transfer window shorts, and then you start submitting the squad, from that point on, players are going to be wanting them to play in. And that's the big thing. I feel that if he can get that right, I think it's going to be the biggest thing. And in terms of you looking at the game, and you think maybe play some of the young kids, there's a lot of these players that have come in that need football, and he's gonna he's gonna have to use that competition to his own advantage and and uh, put quite a strong side out, I'm sure.
0: Do players hate these early Car- Carabao Cup games, senior players, because you know you got to go to a. You no know, offence to Grimsby or berry or you know a lower league
1: two side, do you think, oh, I could really do like this, or do you look forward to them? It depends where you are in that terms of where you are at that point, where you are in your kind of pre season start of the season. So for 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 example, you look at the likes of the lads who have played the first three games, well, they're they're just going to be really thinking and concentrating on the next Premier League game and thinking, right, I just need to be right for that, then, yeah, the the likes of the Yates, uh, uh, Young Mike, players that are going to think, right, that's an opportunity for me to at least get a game in, because, like I said, they all want to play, so it it, it, it sometimes it can come, the lads who are coming back, or maybe have missed the, missed the last part of pre-season, or not been involved in, a, in the first uh, few games, they'll be ready, chomping in a bit to play in this game, because there's a chance of playing a, in a in a proper official game and this chance getting minutes under the belts. But the the lads that who have been a major part of the first three games, they'll be, they be kind of thinking, if I'm needed, of course, I'm ready to go. But a lot of their mind will be thinking about the next the next league game, I'm sure.
0: Um, let's have a quick chat about Spurs. I think we'll probably be back later in the week and we'll talk a bit more about it. But I just wanted to get a quick take on it. Start with you, Mikey. I thought, we, you know, this sounds a horrible game. We're going to get battered initially when the fixtures came out. But then you see how Leeds set about Chelsea and obviously Newcastle are better than Forest and Leeds, but they got about Man City and made life hard for them. Can Forest get something from this game conceivably on, on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is?
2: Yeah, it gives you hope, doesn't it? When you see, you know, teams getting about these you know, so-called bigger teams and making it uncomfortable for them. I think I saw a stat yesterday that said leeds ran something like 11 or 12 kilometers more than chelsea um that doesn't necessarily guarantee you a result but it it certainly helps you know when you put yourself about and trying to close that gap with quality uh, and i suspect we might have to do something similar so you look at Tottenham's team on paper pretty frightening to be honest with you when they've got kane and son and you know richarlison and the Swedish lad who I can't pronounce, but he's a really good player. Kolesovsky <laughs> <laughs> and, and Benteco and a few others. You know, you know they're, a, they're a brilliant football team, and they've got a world class manager. So, eight times out of ten, they probably win that game. But, you know, it's football, and anything can happen. But I do think we will need to start probably quicker than we started the last couple, because if we go one 0 down to that, it might be a long, long afternoon. But there's nothing to say we can't do. What Leeds did to chelsea yesterday and mm. you know what brighton have been doing this season which is go away and just assert yourself well at home we are sorry but assert yourselves on the football game um it doesn't necessarily mean snapping into challenges and and you know doing all, all the dirty stuff it just means not to be afraid and, and play on the front foot and play the way that we know we can play and there was spells at that game on saturday debiting where we looked like we really belong at this level. We're playing some great stuff. You know, 10, 20 passes, overlap runs, crosses in the box, where there's four or five in the box. We'll need to do all of that. And we'll need to have a hell of a lot of luck, like we had against West Ham, um, to get something from Tottenham. Like I said, these games are a bonus and won't define our season, in, in my view. Um, The Man City game's a different kettle of fish. Don't ask me about that. (laughs) That could be anything. Um, But something like Tottenham at home, let's just have a go. And if we lose 2 or 3 nil, so what? So it it was like I said, you know, we've got Bournemouth at home the game afterwards. That's the game I think we'll go and really have a go and try and win that football game. But Tottenham at home, brilliant side. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be another brilliant day. And if we perform... Like we can do, we've got every chance of getting something. You know, whether that's a draw, like I said, we're going to need a bit of luck. Um, but isn't it just great to have these teams coming to the city ground and thinking, "How do we beat them?" You know, we're not we're not scared of them. It's a the case of is there a chink in the armor? How do we beat them? What strikers do we choose? These are all great competitions, um, and I'm really looking forward to it, Matt. Really am. How
0: would you be viewing the game, Lewis, especially with it being at home? I and mean, You saw the atmosphere at Ellen Road and obviously Forrest at home to West Ham. Are you feeling Forrest are in a pretty decent place going into this game?
1: Yeah, I think when you, uh, from inside in terms of the changing, terms, that when you go into any new season, any new league, or especially if you've been promoted, there's, there's just little things that you need to try and check off as as, as quick as possible. First win is massive you've got them, if you look at that, which Forrest did against West Ham. So that, so you've got that kind of burden away, right? So you, that's not kind of playing in the background. Then you look at the attacking players, they've got the goals, they've, they've scored already, so there's that little individual, they're not bringing into the game with that on the back. Because you sometimes get that when you especially go up a level, the attacking players, it's five games now and the striker's not scored or the winners not scored and you, and you think... And, and, and as players, you feel it. So... On them little things, they've all happened very quickly. So, in the terms of going into a game is like, is, you're sitting mid table, just enjoy it. Like the Tottenham Oxford are coming to, you know what I mean, to play. Like, just enjoy it. Enjoy playing against them players. Like I said, the little things from the outside, what can sometimes feed into the dressing room, they've kind of gone. Like I said, you've got your first win, your attacking players have already, uh, a few of them that have got the goals. So now you've just got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose anyway, but sometimes you, you you can put a bit of more pressure on these games because of you haven't done what you needed to do. Like Mike said, like they the games against Tottenham and Man City and stuff like that, they're not the ones that are gonna keep Nottingham forest in the league. So but when you take care of the other games and you get a three points for West Ham, you get a point for Everton, these games become even more of a of a free hit because you've already took a bit of advantage in the games that you needed to do. So I think it's just a just a positive outlook and environment all the way around, really.
0: There was a question in the comments earlier for, for you, Lewis, about coaching. Uh oh yeah, here it is from Warren. Uh how's it going? How's the start of the season going for Loughborough?
1: Yeah, we uh two we we two league games in. Uh the first game, uh left back came off after eight minutes then his replacement got sent off 10 minutes later I love. so yeah. we we are we was down to 10 men and 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 we lost 1-0 but in terms of the performance in terms of 70 minutes with 10 men we always looked like we was going to uh that we that that we was going to get back into the game and we just just couldn't quite get get a get a goal which we deserved at least a point uh that we Followed that up with a Tuesday night game against uh, Davindry Town and uh, we won 4-0. So that's just back to my kind of comment earlier that getting off the start, getting that first three points is massive because it does a lot for everybody, the staff, the players, everyone in the dressing room. So we've, we've started we've started okay. We'd have liked to have got something from the first game, especially being at home, but is what it is. We play tomorrow night. With me having COVID, I'm, I'm I'm now away from that. So hopefully that we can get uh, a positive result. It's against a, a very very good team in this league, who will be up there come the end of the season. So back to again the same about the Tottenham game. Anything from that is a bonus. So I, I really enjoy it. It's something that gives me that football uh fix. And uh no, I'm 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 really. Really looking forward to what the season may bring.
0: Good. Well, three or four of the lads uh, in the WhatsApp group were in for our Fantasy Premier League Mini League of Loughborough fans who go to every home game. So, they'll be pleased to These please you feeling pretty confident about it. Um, any yeah. other business, Mikey? Anything you want to add before we depart?
2: No, just the fact that it's been a, a, a pleasure being on with, with Lewis. Um, yeah, that's all I can say without fanboying. I, uh, <laughs> some of the goals you scored down at City Ground, mate, were just, were just brilliant and uh, made no, made I appreciate mines. that. Saturdays, appreciate it. But no nothing else from me matches.
0: Good. Uh Lewis, I assume you're a big fan of Mikey obviously, but anything you want to say about Forest before we finish or any other business for yourself?
1: No, I think I think I think the biggest thing is and and right at the start of the show Mikey touched on it. It's just to keep that positive environment. I think that nobody expected especially at the start last year, expected to be here. And also having the start that we've had and you look at the the way the the club have done in the transfer market and the money that they've spent, you could only have probably 12 months ago dreamed of something like this happening. So I know at times there's going to be, there's going to be lows and there's going to be times where we pro- might have dropped points, but it's just if from the outside, if we can keep that positive environment, the positive outlook uh, in the kind of, social media and and that the players will see it and it helps. And even at some time it helps, it helps to just have that uh response from when they look from the outside at times it's just like listen, the fans are still with us, the fans can understand what we're trying to do. Uh, and little things like that sometimes make a difference. So I I would just like to if I could use this platform to say just to just to keep that, that positivity and that that good energy and uh, I'm sure that come the end of the season, it'll be all worthwhile.
0: Excellent, right, uh, we shall leave it there thanks to everyone who's watched along, dropped loads of comments in, much appreciated uh, thanks to both Lewis and Mikey as well, some brilliant stuff there, if you enjoyed this, do give us uh, a review a five star rating, whatever, on iTunes uh, and subscribe, I had a lovely, I'm going to name check someone, I had a lovely review from Lee Tilston, I noticed on iTunes the other day, so if you leave a review that nice, uh, like Lee, then I'll read it out I'll name check you on here, uh, and also on YouTube, do like, subscribe comment, it all helps spread the word of this podcast hopefully we'll be back on uh wednesday or thursday looking a bit more at the grimsby game and a bit more on spurs
1: but in the meantime thank you very much and we'll see you soon